You are listening to the KM Lobby. This incredible edition is provided to you by Pioneer Knowledge Services, the 501c3, providing knowledge management as a charitable function in the USA. I am Edwin K. Morris. Joining me today in kindred KM spirit in action is Janetta Guele, based in Italy, and Monica Denise Perrin from England. Together, we welcome you to the cause. In a knowledge structure, as an organization has to really operationalize how it does knowledge management, is it best to have a bottom-up approach? Oh, interesting, Edwin. Oh, I've had both, you see. Uh, bottom-up approach. So we take, we're talking about footfall. We're talking about not having sponsorship or we're talking about starting from the grassroots. Architecturally, of an art, uh, a design of a knowledge management system, in my experience, has been a top-down push. It has been orchestrated at the top mm-hmm. and then shoved down on the people. And it had its own issues uh, mm-hmm. with adoption and adaption and use mm-hmm. and pushback and all those things. Mm-hmm. But if you start at the grassroots is that the best way so we're talking local knowledge aren't we then yes we're talking having people on the ground that knowledge isn't necessarily codified because when it becomes top down everything's very structured right and it's the socialization of the content that and then transfer of the content that can be quite um sterile in some way whereas you've got that local bureaucratic at that point it gets pushed out when you've got that local You've got people there can actually have community events. Local knowledge isn't always codified. Mm. It's actually cultural. Yeah. You know, you can't even put it anywhere. So it's it's turning that tacit into, into uh, and being able to socialize that tacit knowledge. And I think that's where the local, um, be they knowledge managers or be they champions, um, actually have an advantage. So, but you can't just have them out there on their own. There's got to be some kind of structure to help give them the resources, direction, corporate, you know, strategy, yep. all that stuff. Yep. The how-to, isn't it? I think that's what we're saying. If they are these stand, if they are a standalone local knowledge manager, what support do they have to be able to uh, do the role? You know, actually mm-hmm. run those community events. You know, be that spokesman and where you're actually going into a bit of um, danger is that you can potentially start having lots of different silos working very differently. Exactly. Yeah. You end up with KM mercenaries that are doing their own thing. And and it's like, it's, it's still not a corporate or an enterprise level integrated system. And you don't have that flow of knowledge because sometimes you do want that local knowledge coming back in because it could be around clients. You know, so we do need to have um, a way of transferring that people understand and and, and is structured like a, a you know a, a process in mm-hmm. place. So, for me, I've done it in the past. Um, I don't know about Janetta. I've used the hub and spoke model, uh, where we have a central resource, be the, the, the knowledge manager, the the, the the global knowledge manager, you know, a center where. The ones that are on the outside, the local ones, can come in, help me you know, find an expert, you know, get content, use different methods that are available, um, and um, be able to have that common approach. We'll be able to have that hand-holding. And mm. that hub and spoke gives you that flow. It comes back in. Um, and you need to have that contact. Janetta, what's your, what's your uh, experience mm. in this? 
I, my experience in having a bottom-up approach is that uh, having local champions or managers, it's always super interesting because you catch whatever it's possible to catch in a local market. And something is something like that, it's super important to understand, for example, commercial business. Mm. Sometimes the global sources are not good enough at the global level, of course, for giving you the right insight of a market or maybe an industry. So mm. having local people who really know the market and you can go on the ground, let's say for doing also store check, uh, nothing is written in stone, but you can feel, you can perceive what's going on from a commercial point of view. And when knowledge management is used for commercial purposes, this is the key for SSX. At the same time, uh, I can understand that if local champions or local knowledge managers are not so linked uh, with the global managers or the other champions in the other systems, you feel isolated. Mm. And so you retain your knowledge uh, and you you become the queen or the king of the knowledge. And then you you feel... uh, untouchable Mm. and you feel that knowledge is power for retaining your job and it's not a (laughs) (laughs) that's true i've I've, I've met a few of those before (laughs) do you know know what i mean and it's not the core of knowledge management, honestly. It's kind of anti, that's an anti-knowledge management schema right there, you know. So, but when you say local, you both use the terminology local. Are we talking geography or by demography? What, what are we calling local? What do you, how do you? Interesting. Are you saying topic-based potentially, right? Are you saying could it be structured by the actual um, organizational structure? You know, could they be, for example, financial services? So you have a financial services knowledge manager, you have a public sector mm. knowledge manager. Or, you know, in the past I've done, um, I've worked, I've worked on both. Um, and in a big, large consultancy, we were topic-based and we were around the structure of the organization. But um, um, recently I've been regional. You know, I had mm. regional champions. Um, actually location actually does it does it have does it have to be an either or can it can it be a a matrix of all i I mean you know what i mean how is that exist exists if it does i'd like to hear from somebody out there you know uh, and how that matrix works um you know as i said i think what you really do need is that is that local champions are connected and that, to me, is the key. Uh, whether they be location strategy or whether it be structured by the organization. And connected um, and empowered, right? They, they can, you have to have both. You have to have that empowerment, which is a resource provider, a guider, strategy, integrator on the greater schema of the organization. You have to have both because ultimately, if it ends up like Janetta says, you're all by yourself and your little queen and kingdom. Yeah. It's not very effective. Yes, it's it's not really. I mean, it really works uh, from a selfish point of view. <laughs> I love it. That ivory tower. <laughs> Elbows out time. I've, I tell you, I've seen them a lot. Um, I thought that was academia. Academia <laughs> does that. Um, do you know what? It, the, the local champions really worked when we were rolling out a new role recently. Hmm. Something such as what do you what do you mean? We rolled uh, like an- um we ha- went through an agile transformation at Lloyd's and there were new roles that came to play for that. Um so people had to be upskilled. So when it was a capability uplift, I think I've I've my experience has been when you're having a capability uplift like that, that having local regional 
people in place uh, where you could have local meetups where you did understand the nuances culturally of how to share and transfer knowledge quickly and you could see it then it really worked to have local champions um, actually located strategy worked in kpmg we were structured by by the actual organization it worked really well to have someone specializing in financial services because they understood the commerciality of it yeah yeah. rather than having both is it dependent and is it flexible enough to change when the organization strategy changes mm. do you know what i mean and i think maybe having a hub and spoke allows that flexibility mm-hmm. i tend to agree i mean with with monica uh, my i think it's important when you have local champions uh, i think they have to promote and push mm. uh, the idea of being a champion because if you say okay Jeanette is the champion for the consumer practice i'm just inventing uh for this sector and then you don't promote our capabilities to be a champion at the global level, then after a while, that person will lose the interest in being mm. a champion. And then that person will be back to the old fashioned position or role or power. Mm. I personally prefer having uh, mm. um, by geography, a split by geography. So if you, use, if you are speaking about a bottom half level, I always prefer having mm. a knowledge manager for each geography, one for Italy, one for Spain, one for UK, one for Germany, and so on. And then having a local specialist, I don't know, with one mm. from financial institution, one for consumer, and blah, blah, blah. Why? Because even if you have local champions, a manager is always able to push your ideas, to right. push you as a champion in the global environment. And of course, you have you are the champion in the consumer, but maybe you can exchange ideas with the local champion for the industrial goods. And then you can find cross-selling activities. Yeah. And then you push the cross-selling activities into the world. Of course, the the weak point Mm. of the system Mm. is the knowledge manager is Mm -hmm. not so capable to do this or doesn't have the right space at global level. So if the knowledge, the corporate knowledge sector or the the, the corporate manager is not good in promoting this culture. Mm. So it's that knowledge exchange you're saying, it's that information sharing across Mm. borders that is key. Yes. It's that coordination thing. So are we saying that in that hub and spoke, see, I keep going back to my lovely hub and spoke model. In that (laughs) hub and spoke model, in my head, that central resource could be any, could be any, could be a knowledge manager, could be um, a a learning team, could be, it could be marketing. It could be, as long as they are coordinating that exchange locally, that that's when it works. That's the advantage of, yeah, that's where it's effective. Mm -hmm. The the observation I'm making in this dialogue is that, Everything is talked about as knowledge management personnel. Everything that you've both described is mm-hmm. with a key individual that is a knowledge management person. So my question is, is mm-hmm. not it best to have an organization just have everybody have knowledge management capabilities and capacities and it, and maybe do away with one person is the knowledge management person and you make everybody assignable yeah. and and part of their HR described job description that their do outs is to integrate and be a knowledge yeah. worker in this knowledge ecosystem. And work out loud. So you're embedding the capability, knowledge capability within the organization, I think is key. Um, Everybody's got a responsibility, right? They're all yes. drawing a paycheck. It's not like the knowledge is theirs. It's a corporate asset. That's right. Exactly. 
So yes. I've, do, I've done something similar where um, I've actually gone and changed, tweaked, enhanced uh, what was already there for um, some job specs for key roles for engineering, for, for architects, for the, the new roles that were coming out. Mm-hmm. If in the job spec, there already is knowledge sharing in there. It's just about enhancing and pulling it out and reminding people that it's already mm-hmm. there. Hence why there's 120,000 you know, people at Lloyd's and there's only one of me because I have that kind of federated model mm-hmm. where I've had to train. However... <laughs> Uh, however it's uh, the key uh, word uh, <laughs> there's always a uh, uh, there's always a <laughs> that's what it's sort of, that's yeah, what it looks like in the brochure but in reality because they're uh-huh. not knowledge people you know they don't always want to be like do you know what i mean all these people you know everything would be so easy if there just wasn't all these people Damn, i just need ai to kick in for them. <laughs> you know so but they're not the bottlenecks so they're really uh, this is the thing we're talking about uh, you know knowledge that can't be codified it is all about the people and mm. it's about, and I think you hit the nail on the head, but you have to actually start to influence those people and change the way of working. And that is a long sell. It's taken me five years. I, I, I believe that Lloyd's, they are absolutely great at the moment. You know, they, they are really doing it. There's cadence happening. There's community events happening locally, yeah. you know, online, mm. you know, everything, mm-hmm. you name it, they've got it, they've got it up and running. And it's, it's absolutely brilliant, but it's taken five years. And, the, you know, it's, 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 and those cultural artifacts are representative of the resources put forward and the design and intent of the output of all that work. Mm. What you're just saying is that you've got corporate sponsorship to make all of that happen. Uh, yes. Well. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> well, all right. All right. So, so I, I, this I, is where it actually starts <laughs> at the bottom. It's the people. They need it. They want it. They want information sharing. They need to have new skills. So they are hungry to receive. But what we need to teach them is, this is where you do need your your, your real, you know, I was going to call them the real knowledge managers. Oh God, I feel, I feel like one of those elbows out people now. Do you know, the real bona fide knowledge manager, you know, um, that has that coordination mm-hmm. a capability and can see what's coming in for the person, but what they also need to share out. They're in mm-hmm. a chain. And I think people sometimes forget that they receive and then forget that actually what they need to do is also work out loud and share what they're doing because that's when collaboration starts. Mm-hmm. So to wrap up this session, what is your best one sentence advice to a COO or CEO thinking about this design? Janetta? I think that they have to empower people. I truly believe that without the support of a CEO, a strong CEO, but not not only CEO, he must have the CFO because we need money. Uh, okay. And then we have we need the the chief human of human officer, so the director of human resources, which will believe in people. If we have the strong support from them, then a bottom up approach can work. Otherwise, I think there will be much challenges. Okay, Monica. I agree with Janetta. Um, I think that if they have a, uh, if you have sponsorship, it can be a bit easier to get things up and running and quicker and get more buy-in. Not necessarily always needed. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, the footfall from people, you know, builds hearts and minds, and uh, I think people can change the world. Really, and I think I've, we've proved that at Lloyd's. Thank you. Thank you both for being here. You are the KM Lobby. <laughs> Thank you. <for> having me. <laughs> Thank you, Edwin. <laughs> Happy to hear that. Happy to be a KM lobbyist. <laughs> Thank you. 
have enjoyed the incredible edition of the KM Lobby. Please feel free to join the cause. We believe KM is and can benefit all. Do what you can and add to the wave of positive change. Your donations are a welcome way to make sure your vote is counted in this important movement. Explore more at pioneer-ks.org.